Peace, peace. Um, I had some ideas earlier, but I wasn't in a quiet enough location to effectively record, so here we are. Um, the thought I was just having was the, uh, what do you say, how do you call it? Um, there's a lot of people who just have issues with losing weight and it's, it's interesting to me how simple it really is, but there's so many pieces that weren't taught to us in school and health class, you know, that really don't even get talked about in mainstream medical, you know, ideology that people just need to know. Um, so let's go. Um, first and foremost, the most simplest way to put it is, uh, you have to eat less calories than you're expending. Calorie is a unit of measurement that, uh, essentially is the amount of energy needed to raise water one degree in temperature which is very important to note because the body being mostly water we don't even have a real concept of what water is we just know it's very important we know that it's h2o but we have no real concept of what it is and why raising its temperature or raising its energetic signature means that you gain more weight when common conception is that you raise water you know if you raise the degree of water but so high it turns into steam and steam means that there'll be less water in the container so that's a whole nother conversation but just to keep it simple you take in less calories than you're expending you put yourself at a calorie deficit so what ends up happening is people will hear that and they'll say, okay, that just means I need to eat less, which is true in some ways. Um, our bodies are incredibly smart. <laughs> There's a term called homeostasis, which basically means that, among other things, that your body will create a baseline for it to run how it's used to running. So if you just stop eating as much food you will lose a little weight, but your body being smart, it wants to maintain the weight that it's at. So it starts to retain more of the fat that you do eat, more of the carbs or sugar that you do eat, and a lot of the water that you eat. I'm a drink, you know? Um, so you'll see people who say, okay, yeah, I can eat anything and I don't gain weight, but then you got those people that say, no matter what I do, I can't lose this weight. And I just want to draw to attention a typical pattern that I see. Um, what I tend to see is, say people, say the common example is somebody who works five days a week and is off two days. Not necessarily the weekend, but for the sake of argument, for the sake of the conversation, let's just say it's the weekend. You're working Monday through Friday. 
you're off on the weekend. Okay. What I see people do more times than not is they don't really eat very much during the week, during their work uh, days. They snack a lot. Um, they may have one major meal when they come home. If they're lucky enough, they actually get the chance to eat breakfast. Um, small lunch, major meal is usually dinner. Um, and if, if the, the calorie equation was as simple as eat less food, um, (laughs) these wouldn't be the people who deal with these issues. But unfortunately it's crazy that they tend to be the people who do, um, because moving forward to those two days off, they tend to go kind of wild. They eat a little more. They eat calorie-dense foods, whether that be fat-dense or whether that be carb-dense in the form of, usually in the form of breads, um, fried foods, potatoes, etc. Um, so the equation is kind of thrown off when you do that. Um, your body's, prior to you working, prior to you coming out of school, prior to whenever you know, you was trying to lose weight, your body had itself at a calorie homeostasis where it it expected this amount of calories and it operated on this amount of calories. And whether that puts you in a caloric surplus or a deficit, your body got used to that. Um, Now, most people, (laughs) people tend to think that they're invincible when they're younger. You know, most people don't see the results until they turn about 25, 26, 27. And there are other reasons for that as well. Um, But once you start seeing the results, you're seeing the results of your previous 10 years, not what you did last week, last month. Right? Your body replenishes itself and replaces itself, its entire self every 10 years, going down to your bones. There are certain parts that replenish faster, of course. But your entire body changes every 10 years. Um, so what ends up happening is don't, you, you, you've gained all of this weight and now you're trying to lose the weight. And you're on that previously mentioned work schedule um, and eating schedule, more or less. I see people eat usually once a day. And then they eat a lot on the weekends. Um, If you were to maintain that small eating schedule throughout the full seven days for an extended amount of time, you would lose weight. But what happens is your body starts to shift its homeostasis to that lower caloric intake during a week. So say, for example, your caloric intake goes down to about 1,000, 1,200 calories, which isn't a lot of food. And because most people don't eat minerally dense foods, which is just as important, if not more important than the amount of calories, is the mineral density. Um, they just Most people just tend to, get, tend to eat to get full versus satiating the cells, feeding the cells. Um, and when you eat to get full, especially in a standard American diet, you tend to eat foods that block the body's absorption of oxygen. 
which is why most people eat, you know, a lot of food and oh, and will still be hungry. They always seem to be hungry. And it's not that your stomach is empty, like we was taught, you know, fill your stomach. That type of mentality. The mentality really is about are you feeding your cells what they need? Your stomach isn't the only thing that gets hungry. You're not, you're a collection of cells and every cell in your body gets hungry the same way you do. Um, so yeah, your body goes, your body attempts to create a homeostasis throughout the week to keep you moving. And then on the weekends, you fuck that up. <laughs> you eat endless fried foods, you eat endless, you know, craziness, you drink more, you know, more alcohol. You know, and you end up eating more calories. So then it tries to adjust to that. And then it goes back to the weekday schedule. Then you're wondering why your weight's all over the place. Your body's trying to find a baseline and you don't eat with any discipline. You don't drink with any discipline. Um, and you would think, okay, so why doesn't the body get used to the five a day, two a day schedule? It's really about how many calories you're eating. Um, it's really a good question, but it's really about how many calories you're eating. In those five days, it tries to lower itself. Then in those two days, you eat more. So therefore, the 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 level that you're used to, you eat more. So say you're used to 1,000, 1,200, but then on the weekends, you eat 16, 18, 2,000, which is really easy to do. You know, Think about all the pieces, the tacos, the late night Taco Bell run, and all of this and all of that. Like, it adds up really quickly, you know, the sodas, the alcohol, the, the fruit drinks and all of that. So much sugar and refined calories, which are very high in calories, you really fast. Um, so moving forward from that is the idea of the backup, the blockages. Okay, and this is this leads into the detox concept as why detox don't really work for people. Drinking teas and taking supplements don't really work as well as they should for people. It's another part of getting, or losing weight. Um, most people in the United States who eat the standard American diet, most people have eight, anywhere from eight to they say about 20, 25 pounds of backed up food in their intestines. Fun fact about your intestines, we've made, some may have heard it in a lifetime, but your intestines, if it was stretched out, could fill up a bathtub, which is crazy to think about but it speaks to the level of compression. But if you think about it in terms of like an accordion, when you press it close, right, it has all of those folds and food gets trapped in those folds. Sounds disgusting, right? And it actually is. <laughs> um, it really, <laughs> it really is. And people wonder why they have like that little pouch. They try to give it a, uh, Nice little name, females, the, the food pot thing and all of that. Like, it's shit. Most people are just full of shit. 
I find that hilarious. But um, most people are just full of shit. You know, when I started learning about holistic health and how to eat to be healthy and how to change over, the transition to change over, um, if you watch my first interview on uh, TED Talk, Teddy Talks, TED Talks, um, I mentioned that fasting is pretty much the first thing that you have to do. Um, if you want to transition into healthier eating or taking any supplements or that type of thing, teas and that type of thing, you got to fast because most, like I said, most people, even skinny people, you know, it's not about just overweight, you know, people with obvious fat on them, even skinny people have be having backed up systems, you know, it's not just about overweight people right but you gotta fast and the thing about fasting is people want to give it a day I, I I say that it needs to be at least three days that's what I was taught that's what my experience shows is most effective fast has to be at least three days and from my experience the second day is the worst you think the first day is the worst because you wake up and you're hungry and then you don't eat and then it sucks, but it's really the second day. But if you can get past the second day, the third is usually not that bad. You're usually not hungry. There's a term called autophage, if I'm using the correct term, auto meaning self-phage, meaning eat. Um, it puts your body in a mode where it starts to eat itself or eat um, backed up things to sustain itself. And... When people transition, <clears throat> especially when they transition as a plant-based, a lot of times they get sick and they think it's because they're not eating. But on the contrary, you're getting sick because your body's eating the backed up bullshit. And because that's the fuel, you get sick. Or because that's the fuel, you don't have energy. Um... But the goal is to get through that. The goal is to allow your body to eat through that. Eat the, you know, accumulated fat cells. Eat the accumulated food that's backed up in your colon. Work its way through that to where you have a clean system. Then when you start eating again, your body's ready to take in what you give it. That's when you start your supplementation. That's when you start um, the tea. That's when you start seeing the results of actually eating healthy versus just piling healthy food on top of trash and thinking that, you know, it's going to do something. Um, these are two main reasons why people don't lose weight, though. Inconsistent eating habits and not taking the time to fast. So they can clean out the system. And that fecal matter. A lot of times people gain weight. It just be adding more fecal matter. So you're just gaining more pounds of that in your gut. You wonder why your stomach is getting bigger. Um, then what happens? Because, because the intestines or colon is getting backed up it's not taking in the minerals so your body or your body has an artificial starving feeling 
So what does it do? It starts to accumulate fat because it feels like its organs are, gonna, are under attack because they're not getting the minerals. It feels like the organs are under attack and then it starts collecting more of the sugars, the fats, and then you get fatter everywhere else. Um, your body's incredibly smart. Incredibly smart. It, it does so much to keep you alive. And the accumulation of fat, you know, in some ways helps you stay alive. Um, but when it's done incorrectly or when it's done in response to, you know, a backup of trash or fecal matter, you're actually killing yourself faster. You're actually making, bringing unnecessary fat around your organs. Your heart accumulates fat. You get high cholesterol and high blood pressure because the arteries are gaining plaque, you know, fat deposits. And it's harder for the blood to get through, so it makes your heart pump faster. And, you know... <laughs> So a host of problems that occurs. Um, anybody who knows me always knows that if if somebody has a symptom, my first question to you is, "What have you been eating?" Because it'll let me know immediately, like where the issue is, why it's there, how to fix it. Um, and that's pretty much with everything. Um, one of the things about Western civilization, in terms of Western medicine so-called medicine or uh, Western medical theory is uh, localized symptom management. And when I say that, I mean, for example, eyes, when people have bad eyes, um, Western ideology says bad eyes, you fix the eyes. African or uh, Asiatic, you know, Eastern medicine. If you have a problem with your eyes, then it's a problem with your stomach. There, there are hella nerve endings that come out of your intestines that lead around to your body parts. Um, and when there's a blockage, when there's a certain part that's not getting minerals and or oxygen, light, you know, which is another topic. Um, when that happens, it shows itself in a local, in a, in a more superficial or external place. So there'll be a problem in your gut. You'll see issues with the skin on your face. You'll see marks on your skin in other places. Your, your eyes will go bad. Your breath, you know, you might think you brush your teeth every day. And your breath still stinks. <laughs> or, you know, hair loss, you know, or, or the the seemingly newer popular one is the early gray hair thing. This has so much to do with your gut. But what do people do? They either cut it or they just dye it or maybe some are just okay with it, whatever. But it has so it's so intertwined with your diet and what you are or are not eating. 
everything goes down to intake at the end of the day. Now, there's a spiritual aspect of other forms of intake, what you see, hear, smell, taste, touch. Taste is just the one that we focus on um, in terms of intake uh, because we don't see the rest of it as effective to our health. It's not a Western concept. Um, it's not a European concept at all. Um, let's start talking about the problems. That, that I'll <laughs> uh, give some solutions. Your, your beautiful brains have probably already figured out what the solutions are. And I've said a few, but I'll get into some specifics. Um, number one, fast, definitely. Um, and there's not a day limit on fasting. The rule of thumb basically is to fast until you go 24 hours without shitting. <laughs> and it won't, you can't count the first 25 hours. Your first day, <laughs> if, if you don't shit on day one, that doesn't mean stop fasting. You know, keep drinking water. You know, some people say, you know, that's just a water fast, etc. You know, if you are disciplined enough to not eat or drink anything, do that. But most people aren't. They have to intake something. Um, and so I just say drink water or my new favorite thing now is sparkling water, like carbonated water. Amazing. Especially for fasting because it, it kind of artificially fills you up. And the effervescence, the carbonation is actually a uh, agitator that helps clean out your system a little better. So um, you drink water. Um, until you go 24 hours without shitting. Usually that lasts three, maybe four days for most people. Really overweight people, that can extend for a week. Like, a lot of people that you see with really big stomachs like that is a combination of two things. It's their stomach is stretched over the course of eating heavy meals at the wrong times and backed up fecal matter. So between those two, that, that process could last a week in reality. So like how people take vacations from work and they go out of town and they spend their money on entertainment for that vacation. Take a vacation time for yourself and say, okay, I'm gonna be off work for a week. I'm gonna take this week to fast. You know, I gotta spend no money. You can save that bread and, you know, invest it somewhere or something like our priority list is so fucked up. It's crazy. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah, fast until you go 24 hours without shitting. Um, two is uh, be more disciplined on the number of calories that you're eating on a consistent basis. Um, rule of thumb you know, for a healthy adult, you you want to get at least 1,300 calories in, um, at least. And that's of, you know, high, high mineral density foods, um, at least 1,300 calories. My athletes, 
at least 18, you know. On the back of your food, where you see that the percentages of your vitamins and that type of thing, minerals and stuff, that's based off of a 2,000 calorie diet, which isn't hard at all. But most people don't reach 2,000. And the ones who do usually don't do it in a very healthy manner. Um, usually. And then like bodybuilders, people who train for long periods of time at high intensity, you do want to reach that 2,000 count. But you want to do it in a healthy manner. You don't want to eat things that's going to bulk up in your system. You don't want to do it with things that are low mineral density. Um, and you don't want to do it with things that have low fiber. Fiber is very important. It allows food to pass. I mean, yeah, if it allows uh, the uh, there's two types of fiber. There's there's a resistant fiber and there's digestible fiber. Um, the digestible fiber gets broken down when you chew, and it gets broken down by stomach acid, and it gets broken down by bacteria in your intestine system at all three stages within that fiber is vitamins minerals other chemicals needed for optimal health um then you had indigestible fibers or what so-called resistant fibers um that aren't meant to um you break them down to a degree but they don't break down into liquid therefore your body doesn't take it in and this is the type of fiber that helps clean out your system. Or if you're eating the wrong types, gets caught in your system. Or if you're eating, not necessarily with the wrong types, but if you eat it with the wrong things, it gets caught in your system. Which leads me to another point. Um, kind of got to backtrack to an unfortunate cause, but at the same time, with this understanding, it'll help with the weight loss process. So it's both a problem and solution. Um, food combining, food combining, um, the standard American diet sucks with food combining. Um, it is played on our, uh, you know, we have an encoded craving for certain types of foods, um, fatty foods, sugar, salt. And it's played on our encoding and has placed these foods together in different forms. Um, it's not a mistake that people crave cheese. You know, it's not a mistake that people crave candy soda. Not a mistake that people crave salt on their french fries and other fried foods. Like, that's not a mistake. These are encoded in your system from way back when we were hunter-gatherers, when we were, uh, you know, farmers. Um, in the wild, these were signs of mineral density. Um, if you look at the healthy foods, they actually are rich in flavor. The hot, the better the mineral density vitamin density, the richer the flavor. So you have, you know, I'll name some 
typically known, you know, some common ones um, to not confuse people. But let's let's say, like I said, for the, for the sake of conversation, um, blueberries, strawberries, you know, fruits, mangoes, bananas. When you're in nature and, you know, this is all you had to pick from. When you came into contact with that, you knew, okay, this is giving me energy in the form of solidified sunlight and minerals, um, water. Right? You tasted those sugars, the vitamins and the minerals were in, in the sugars. The chemicals were in the sugars. Um, fat, you know, fat is needed. Your organs are mostly fat and water. If fat is needed, a level of fat is needed, a level of saturated fat and, uh, you know, unsaturated fat. Both are needed. Um, and the fat was, when we encountered that, our body saw that as high calorie density. Um, the salts. The salts. Um, some people may know about something called bitters, but... The more bitter the food was, the more minerals that it had in it. And our bodies intuitively knew that. Um, so when you have things that are what we call bland, but they're only bland because uh, <laughs> the distance that they traveled from where they were grown to your grocery store and how long they were set, they sat there and whether they've been frozen and thawed and all of that, most most foods people think are bland or really aren't. <laughs> um, they actually have distinct tastes. They tend and they tend to be bitter. Um, a lot of the times, um, namely green vegetables, uh, they tend to have a bitter disposition. But they're actually extremely high in mineral density, um, and they're very much needed. Um, but to get back to the the food combining concept of Western ideology or really around the world at this point because the world's pretty much been colonized by Western ideology for the most part. There are some pockets that haven't, but grand scheme of things, it pretty much has the ideology and the uh, the theories permeate most of the world. Um, the idea of combining Fats and sugars, fat, you know, uh, proteins and carbs, um, just the wrong things together cause certain fibers that are supposed to be used to cleanse the body, they cause them to get stuck. <laughs> um, one of the, I probably lose a lot of fans telling you how this, but when a couple of the main issues you know with food combining like the the main sources of of a bad food combination are used are actually the main ones that people eat and that's not by accident but we'll talk about that in another podcast probably but um burger and fries cheeseburger and fries where you have meat cheese bread and french fry <laughs> Probably one of the worst combinations you could ever have in your life. Um, the meat's too dense. 
uh, to the meat's too dense. The bread is uncooked. The cheese is sticky. The the starch of your potatoes have been soaked in oil because they've been deep fried. Plus the salts, plus whatever other toppings. Don't let it be bacon cheeseburger. Like it gets bad really fast. <laughs> and your body, your stomach acid is trying to pick more or less which one to digest. And it usually goes for the most dense food. So what happens? It chooses to try to break down the meats and the cheese. And what does that mean for the rest of the food? Um, sometimes it means that the rest of the food passes through. like It gets burned up and gets passed through more solid than it needs to be. Um, it doesn't reach liquid form. It'll, it, it'll get burned. Um, and turn into a solid mass. Usually, the cheese makes everything stick to to each other. The uh, bread it really gets in the way. The uncooked bread gets in the way of your stomach acid. It kind of absorbs it in a way, and it makes it less effective. Uh, the starches that would be that are in the potato, but that would be helpful to the situation got burned when they got deep fried and then to if if it couldn't get you know worse then people drink soda on top of that which dilutes your stomach acid even further and it doesn't allow your body to break down much of anything so in all of that your body is meant to take in liquids so where is the liquid Right. There are there is not. It's usually just a, a mass of burnt food that just sits in your colon and ferments or, you know, uh goes bad or gets rotten in your stomach. It creates pockets of unox you know, unoxidized locations. And it also creates a blockage for other food to get in. Um, we think that the itis is a good thing. I mean, you ate good and, you know, go to sleep right after you eat. No, that's your body telling you that it's overtaxed. It can't, it can't break down what you just put in it. it it's trying to use up, it's trying to have, it's trying to use energy to break down the food and it can't. So <laughs> it, it uses up all your energy until you feel like you got to go to sleep. That's not a good thing. Um, the food that you eat is supposed to energize you, not take your energy away. Um, there are a number of food combining charts online that I would implore every listener to go look at. Um, but for those of you who don't want to do that, <laughs> let's just give. I'll just give a a brief you know, basic understanding. Um, starches shouldn't be mixed with proteins. Um, starches shouldn't be mixed with proteins, like, ever. Your body can't choose between the two. Um, and let me take that back. I'm not going to say they shouldn't be mixed ever. Because there are some exceptions. 
But as a rule of thumb, you typically don't want to eat dense protein with dense starches. Let's say it like that. Um, let's say it like that. Because potatoes aren't bad for you. Fried potatoes are bad for you. Um, usually because of the oil. Oil and water don't mix. It sits in your system. It dilutes your stomach acid. It's not good for you, though. But there are some starch-containing foods or, or carbohydrates. The two get interchanged. Starch is a type of carb, but not all carbs are starches. Um, there are some carbohydrates that when you eat them with uh, certain proteins, it, it uh, increases its uh, digestibility. Usually those carbs are vegetables, <laughs> um, non-starchy vegetables. Um, vegetables should be pretty much in every meal. Uh, you have protein, vegetables, starches. Proteins and starches shouldn't be together. You should have a, a vegetable and a, and, a, and a protein or a vegetable and a starch or carb. When it comes to fruit, fruit should be eaten by itself. Um, fruit pie, one of the worst things you could eat. <laughs> um, the bread, uh, like I said earlier, expands in your stomach and it uh, dilutes your stomach acid. The stomach acid tries to break down the fruit and can't, so the fruit gets passed through to your colon, it sits in your colon and it ferments, it creates a type of vinegar. Um, it's not the type of vinegar that you think. When people say take vinegar and it'll help you go, and that's how, no, it's not, that's not the place for that. It ends up killing off your, you know, it throws off your, your gut uh, bacteria, your healthy gut bacteria, it throws that off in a lot of ways. Um, and then it ferments, it continues to ferment like wine, it, then it turns into alcohol, alcohol is sugar, then it takes that up and then you actually get fat. Weird concepts uh, of processes because it has the extra, cal I mean, the extra carbs from the starch that you ate with it and your body attempts to take all of that up, you can't wait. Um, that's the exact opposite of what fruit is supposed to do. Um, yeah, fruit should be eaten by itself and on an empty stomach. And if it's not empty, it should be definitely an hour removed from your last meal or your next meal. At least an hour. Depending on what you ate last. You definitely don't want to eat meat and fruit in the same meal. That just, I hope that just makes a lot, makes sense to people. And, um... The whole veggie and fruit thing, I wouldn't see why you would want to do that, but I wouldn't, but it's not the worst combination in the world, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't. Usually the fibers that are in vegetables are heavier and your body chooses to pick that over the fruits. And the same thing happens. Um, yeah. Melon should be eaten by themselves. Other fruits. They, there are different types of fruits. You know, sweet fruits. 
acidic fruits, sub-acidic fruits, melons. Uh, and then there's mixtures for that that, that there shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't eat acidic fruits and sweet fruits together. Sub-acidic and sweet fruits sometimes, depending on which ones they are. Melons should be eaten by themselves. Avocado could pretty much be eaten with anything, as with coconuts. Um, yeah, so if you were to maximize that fruit, I mean, that food combination concept, plus maximizing your uh, consistent calorie intake. The combination of these two things is how you lose weight. Um, combined with proper water intake, combined with, you know, uh, expenditure of calories by way of either working out, walking, running, being active, having your heart rate go above a certain amount, sweating, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just some of the thoughts I had about the situation. Uh, as some of you know, some of you don't. Um, I have an, a 30-day program that I offer on my website, docshepherd.net, that... Uh, I become your coach for 30 days, and that's 30 days of meals or meal ideas, meal concepts, 30 days of accountability coaching, 30 days of consistent motivation and Q&A, 30 days of um, exercise concepts, not necessarily specific exercises every day but things that you could do things that you could think of in terms of what you would do um i also offer daily i mean you know by hour i'm gonna say by hour um consultation to where a bulk of that is education whether that be nutritional education physical training education or a session where I do write out specific meals. I do write out specific exercises, exercise routines for the week, the month, whatever we could get in <laughs> in that time. Um, but in any event, I'm always about educating anybody who I work with. The goal is for me to not keep a client past four months. After four months, you should have learned enough to where you don't need me anymore. Um, my goal isn't to keep people on, you know, forever and keep, you know, taking your money for no reason. Like, the money is just to keep you honest. <laughs> you know, if you pay for it, you might actually be disciplined through your, you know, cravings to do it. You know, and plus, you know, niggas got bills to pay and shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check out my website, docshepherd.net, um, for more information on all of the different services that I provide. And, uh, I don't know. We'll talk again next time.
Peace and blessings.